You're listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown, from ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. On today's episode, we have multi-award winning singer and songwriter, Stephen Boyce. This ultra-passionate Canadian-Nigerian talent is also a producer, tech geek, philanthropist, and recently adds actor and filmmaker to his roster as well. Some things you probably need to know before we get started. Stephen is a vegetarian. He's unnaturally terrified of spiders. He's obsessed with Batman. Michael Jackson is his idol, but most importantly, he believes that everyone deserves to live out their dreams. Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I don't usually see terrified of spiders in the bio. What's the story? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm really terrified of spiders. I'm not gonna lie. Like even the small little tiny ones, the ones that are harmless, even the daddy long legs, I'm not even quite sure. I don't think they're actually spiders, but they look like them. Um, Honestly, anything that has more legs than it needs to have, (laughs) I'm terrified of. Um, So I put spiders, right? Spiders, house centipede, centipede, anything, anything that has more than, than four. I think four is my, like, my limit. Beyond that, I'm just like, no, just too many legs going on right now. But yeah, spiders have a, yeah, I, they terrify me. They absolutely do. But honestly, if, if I was to update my, my bio today, I would add, I would say spiders terrify the living hell out of me, but house centipedes actually trump them. They actually well, yeah. managed to trump them. I never experienced house centipedes until recently. And after seeing one live the first time, I can easily say that they're the scariest things. To, and because they're so fast. They're, they're so, so fast. fast. They're so fast. And yeah. if eight legs scare you, 100 legs, infinitely scarier. Yeah, you know, I actually, actually Google that. Because I, I was, because, I, you know, they, they say a centipede, millipede, and I just go, there's just no way that, that you know, nature is following our, our decimal system. It just doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. So I was just like, it just makes no sense. You know, so I, I Googled it. It's not, always it could be like 80 it could be like 90 it could be even more than 100 so the the centi milli is just something that we designate to easily categorize but nature doesn't follow our decimal system um if it did that'd be a little too coincidental just gonna throw that out there and that's it (laughs) i I study my enemies i study my enemies that's not it because maybe it it's like there may not be a hundred legs to the t but they still put them in the category of please do not come near me ever (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. They're in that category. Anything that anything that crawls that fast and has that many legs is in a please stay far away from me. <laughs> My go-to is to get the vacuum cleaner, and it's the only way because I can put the hose like a solid few feet away from me, and even still, I'm at risk of breaking everything in sight. <laughs> I think that's the thing. So I'm as much as it terrifies me. I I don't like killing anything. Like I I like I will generally feel bad if I step on something by mistake like an insect i would feel bad so i don't like killing anything so i try to you know get them with a tissue paper and put them out but the whole time i'm like cringing and crying and screaming but like i at least just i want them to because you know they deserve to live but at the same time she's not in my house you know she's not in my house anyway yeah so you say everyone deserves to live out their dreams including the centipedes that may not have a hundred legs but still terrify me Exactly. They deserve <laughs> to live out their life, but just not near me. <laughs> oh, God. That's great. 
Okay, so I'm probably sure I could talk to you for a full episode on Spiders Alone and we can share our distaste for them. But I want to refocus here on music because this is the context in which I know you the best. And yeah. really for in our community, when I'm listening to the radio and you come on, you are really this local and really growing to be much bigger than local musical sensation. And you're inspiring so many people, not only through your words and your music, but through your journey and you're touching the hearts and the minds of the people that are tuning in. Well, you've had this really interesting relationship with music, which I've kind of read a little bit about your background. So before the yeah. awards, before the topping charts and really serving your talent through major label releases and music and acting, it really served as a coping mechanism for you. So can you talk about what that relationship with music has been like and how it's evolved over the years? Yeah, um, I mean, in in 2010, my mom passed away, um, and when it, when she did, it hit me really hard because my mom was the reason. Also, my mom is the reason that I am the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, she, because I'm, you know, people that know me know that I'm both very analytical and also very creative, obviously. So I live in both realms, and for most of my life, people told me to choose one or the other. You know, you I couldn't. They, they told me you can't choose two. There's just no way. You have to be one or the other. But my mom kept kept instilling in me the, the, the idea that you can be everything that you want. You can be everything. And so she allowed me to be, you know, the, the, the creative mad, mad, mad person and at the same time, you know, told me to also push forward in my, my love for science and math. And so because of her, I went in and I became everything that I am. So when she passed, I felt like a big part of who I am left with her. And it put me in a really dark place for a long time. I found myself um, for a full year, honestly, there's a, there's a full, between 2010 and 2011, I can honestly say that I don't remember much of it mm. because I put myself in, in, a, in, in a hole. Like I, I fell so deep and, and I was taking everything under the sun so I wouldn't feel anything. Um, and, and then one day, I remember just one day waking up um, and looking at myself in the mirror and really not liking the person that I, that I saw looking back at me. So I decided to do something about it. Um, and I turned to music because before that I was, I always knew I had a talent for music, but I, it wasn't something I was taking as seriously as I should. But I turned to music as a way to kind of release the emotions that were inside me and slowly but surely at each song put those feelings out into the world. And one thing that I didn't think would happen or I didn't expect to happen was that people would listen to my music and find themselves in it and that my music would also help them get through what they were going through. So it became less, it became not just about me trying to save myself but my musical became a, a, a vehicle for other people to find who they are and find their own roads um and ever since then it became a road almost like a road to redemption for myself and and i used music as a way to kind of release all the demons and i remember one day it was back in 2007 actually at the end of 2016 i released my fourth album under my last my my previous branding which was which was just voice with a little asterisk after it i released my last album and i remember going I'm no longer in this place. I'm now ready to move forward. I've, I've shed the darkness that I was holding on to for so long and I was ready to move for, uh, forward. And that's when I decided to rebrand to Stephen Voice to bring in really everything that I am, to not just be you know, a symbol, but to be a person at the mm-hmm. same time. So I brought that in and you know, the first song I released uh, as Stephen Voice was Summer Lust, which was a complete departure from everything I was doing before. It was this fun, you know, lighthearted song that really so took back to my love yeah, you know, and it took back to my Michael Jackson roots. And that's something that I had abandoned for so long. 
So I, I feel like I've been re-embracing the part of my childhood, if you will, that, that had a passion for just creating, for the sake of creating, not, just, not only just for, you know, releasing emotions, which is still very important to me, but also just creating to have a good time, to just jam and have fun. Um, so I'm really embracing all parts of, I am, of who I am right now. So yeah, music was, if it wasn't for music, I don't know where I'd be today. It really did provide me with the outlet to save myself. I love this on so many levels. Um, in particular, the fact that you're humanizing the process and have been able to step away from it in saying, I am not just the brand, I am not just the music, but I really am a person behind it and turning your art into almost a vehicle into your soul, like allowing us to go on that journey with you, I think is really beautiful and something that companies are following suit right now too. In the marketing space, we see a lot of companies recognizing that if you want to connect with your audience, you can't just be a faceless brand. You have to be genuine. You have to give a peek behind the curtain. We want to know who you are behind the website, behind whatever it is you're putting out that's, you know, client facing. And so I like that there's a real trend there and that we've been able to follow this journey with you. Do you feel that there's a pressure that comes with, or a responsibility that comes with living publicly? And like you said, allowing people to open up parts of themselves with you as well. I don't think that there's necessarily a a pressure because I think there can be a pressure um, but I think if you're just being who you are, then that there's no pressure because you're just being yourself. And that's something that's always been really important for me was to just always be me. Um, so when I, when I post things, I'm posting things that I generally want to post. I'm not posting things because, you know, they're trending right now. I'm not posting things because it's what people want to see right now. I'm posting how I feel in the moment. And that's why if people follow me on Instagram know that when I post like a, a photo, even if it's like a, you know, a super sexy photo, it, it, it's always followed by a caption because I want, I want people to realize that there's more to people than just the image, you know, that the, there's a person behind that image. So I always mm. put a caption that encapsulates how I'm feeling in that moment, whether it's a good mood or a bad mood, I'm, I still want people to see that, that behind every single final product, that there's a human being behind it and a person with thoughts and emotions and feelings. And, and I want people to see that when, no, no matter what they speak that comes out of me, I want them to know that there's a human element behind it. So I don't feel there's ever a pressure. Um, I do think that sometimes what you say can be misconstrued. Mm. I mean, that's just a reality of things. Like no matter what, what, what level you are, whether you're a public figure or a public figure or a private figure or whatever the case is, you, people, what you say can be misconstrued and people can interpret things in their own ways. Then there's, then I'm very apprehensive of that. But at the same time, I can't censor myself or try to over, um, I guess over, you know, reword myself to a point that it's no longer what I'm trying to say. It's just like this PG, you know, unnecessarily clean cut version of me, which I don't want. I want people to see all of me. Um, and sometimes, you know, you'll say things and, and they may not be the right way to have said them, but I think that's all part of learning, right? So I don't, I don't really feel that there's a pressure to be anything other than who I am. That's a good point. And I want to get to your social presence in a second. But before that, you mentioned that you're just you, you're all of you, you bring all of you to the table, to your social presence, to your music. As someone who is multi-talented and multi-passionate, how do you find yourself amidst everything that you're interested in? You know, I, there was was a point in time when it was where I found it actually difficult because I was, you know, like you said, balancing 
you know, music and other things. And then recently got into acting and filmmaking. And, and you know, if you, se- if you allow your mind to be separated into all the things you like, then it becomes overwhelming because you see it as different tiers of your life. And then you're trying to always jump between tiers. Um, but when you kind of realize that behind all the things you do is you, then it no longer becomes different things that I do. It just becomes you doing things, <laughs> right? And that's how I see it. I'm just like, this is, I'm Steven. And I'm singing right now and, and everything feeds into the next thing because I don't put a, a, a separation, you know? So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm working on a movie, it's still, it's still advertising me as a musician or advertising me as a philanthropist or it's, it's still advertising all of me because right. it's, it's me. Um, and I think once you allow yourself to, to close the gaps between your different quote unquote realities and realize that you're just living in this giant universe of your own making, then your life becomes a little bit more interesting because you start to see connections between all the things you do. You know, like sometimes I'll go into acting and I'll be trying to, you know, play a certain character. If I'm having a hard time, I'll, I'll realize that, Oh wait, you know what? I I do this all the time in music. Anyway, I'm always tapping into different emotions. So let me just tap into that part of myself that is able to tap into emotions when I'm recording, but add that to a different dimension of me. That is the, the acting. And before you know it, I'm feeding different elements of myself into other elements and it's just making me better and grow more as a human being and as and everything that I do just benefits from it so see I don't really find that there's a disconnect anymore because I just see myself as 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 me and it was really important when I when I shifted from the branding from voice the Stephen voice and I removed the barrier between the person and the craft it really allowed me to see that doing so was only hindering me and the second I unlocked all of me to just be me Mm -hmm. that everything just kind of fell into place do you think that that kind of mental shift or being as bold as to kind of almost rebranding re-identifying yourself taking on a different or more i wouldn't say different but a more complete persona is necessary for someone who might be going through the similar thought process yeah i think so i think i think it is because i feel like and look i think everyone has their own their own journeys and they, they, everyone has to go through what they, their, their own story to find themselves. I can never tell anyone to, you know, here's the recipe. This was my recipe, copy and paste it and you'd be fine. No, if they did that, they'll probably get lost because it's not them. Mm. But, but at the end of the day, the only thing you can do is be true to you, whatever that means, you know, whatever that means, just make sure that whatever you're doing is you. If you feel at any point that you're just putting on a show to appease other people, whether it's, whether if you're a public figure or you're like, you know, for your family or for your friends at any point in time, whenever you feel like you're doing something just to appease someone else, you feel yourself not being connected to that moment. And if you feel disconnected from the moment, you can't keep it going for too long because at some point it's going to feel so draining to keep playing essentially a lie. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you, if you just, you know, if you just allow yourself to be you and find out whatever that is, then you realize that, that you don't have to appease anyone because whether if, if people don't, understand you right now if you keep being you whether or not they understand you or not down the line at some point they will respect you for having been being you and i think that's more important for me anyway than being understood is being respected and i think that's i think we all want to be understood and that's that's a good it's a good dream to have but i don't think it's the most important thing what's more important is whether or not you understand you if you don't understand you then whether or not other people understand you is irrelevant yeah, I know. I totally get that. I was 
you know, rewind the clock about four years ago, I found myself in somewhat of a similar situation where while I appreciated everything that I had lived through up until that point, I just, I didn't really resonate with who I was identifying as with how I was showing up at the time. And I kind of had this light bulb moment of just, I have this 2.0 vision of myself. I know who she is. I know who I want to step into. And it came with an entire rebrand. I mean, Chris, Samantha, Chris, Chris is my middle name. It's not my maiden name. It's not my given name. And it just felt so much more appropriate that this next chapter of my life would be as Samantha, Chris, still me, just a different version of me that felt more aligned that allowed me the freedom to say, things are changing. I'm changing. And this is how I'm showing up. Yep. Exactly. I love that. So going back to your social presence, I love your stories. I love your web series, me, (laughs) myself and Steve. I think it's so funny, but it's really (laughs) clear that whether it is, like you said, in that caption where you've posted a photo and you're saying, I'm going to really honestly address how I'm feeling in this moment, or if it's in those short clips, you spend a lot of time reflecting and questioning life, which I appreciate because it gets me questioning as well. And even if we're not interacting on that post, you've still sparked some sort of engagement that encourages me to think about things maybe either a little more or a little differently. And I want to know, is that type of, or the, um, the desire to question things and get to the core of things, something that you've always done, or is that new? I think it's something that I've always done. It's just something I've never really externalized. I mm-hmm. would think about, you know, life. And because I'm the kind of person where I would look at, I would sit down at nighttime on, you know, outside and look into the sky and look at the stars and just kind of think about, hmm, you know, we live on this planet, but there's, there's so many other worlds out there. You know, and I start thinking about, you know, how we think about life right now, how we allow ourselves to get stressed about the, our day to days. But then if you kind of think about the grand scheme of things, you know, if you're living on a different planet, all the worries of this world go away because suddenly you realize how much bigger the universe is. So I've always been that kind of person to really dive into different frames of thoughts and and and, and expand my mind. And 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 I always and but like I said, it was always something that was kind of personal. Mm. Um, but the more I I like shared the music and I saw people relating to it, the more I realized that I could just share. You know, share. People will relate to things and just share how you feel and spark spark thoughts. And most of the time, I'm, I'm just doing it for myself. You know, um, me, myself, and Steve is, 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 is you know, I love, I love the show because it really is, is, it allows me to, to, to therapize myself. You know, I have, <laughs> I have three different characters, two of, two of which essentially are therapists, if you think about it. And one of them is, is, is Steven questioning the reality that he's in, whether or not it's like, you know, having just released a song or how people feel about this and that. He's just questioning the moment. And then the other two kind of put their own perspectives on it and it kind of therapize them in their own, in their own different ways. And it's doing that. It, it allowed me to have a different outlet of expressing myself and expressing my thoughts and whether or not I was even sure about what it is I was trying to say became irrelevant, which is, I need to get this thought out, whether or not I'm saying it properly, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to get it out there. And, and then people resonate with it. You know, some people just, you know, people love the humor. Some people, you know, resonate, resonate with it because of their quote unquote life lessons in them. But at the end of the day, it's just me sharing my my thoughts, and and so yeah, the introspection is something that's always been a part of me, but it's not something I um, that I really dove into as something I should share with the world until about maybe two years ago, 
and I'm happy I did because it's really it's made social media that much more fun for me. Mm. Um, because when I post, I get to see people how they respond to them, and it, you, like you said, it, it sparks thoughts in in their minds. And it's, you know, the universe is all about rippling effects. And if I could ripple some sort of positive effect in this world and and, and make some sort of, sort of lasting impression that makes a positive difference, then I'm all I'm all for it. I love it. So, I mean, obviously we're talking about expressing thoughts and feelings and really the struggles and triumphs. Anyone who follows your account will really get, I think, a good holistic view of what you're going through, what you're experiencing, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. And we kind of get a sense for each chapter in your story, at least since you've been a bit more um, kind of pulled the curtain back a bit more into letting us see what's going on. And this next chapter seems like it's going to be a really big one for you. So I want to know, is it ever hard for you to make changes either personally or professionally with a growing fan base that's observing each move? Uh, You know, I initially uh, before, I guess, again, let's go back to say, say three years, you know, 2017 when I, when I rebranded, I, as much as I was ready for the rebrand, I was so scared. I was so scared that the rebrand would confuse everyone. And I really sat and thought about it way longer than I should have because I rebranded. And what I found really funny was that within, within not even maybe a month, people had already been like, yeah, you're a voice. <laughs> like it wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't even a thing. There was just like, I would spend so long thinking about like, oh well, man, we're going to be so confused. And then they're like, no, nah, we're not. Like, because because they had grown to expect like because you that's that's who they they grown to expect that kind of behavior of like change from me that it's it's because I was being I'm always just being honest about who I am that right. if I change something drastically it's not going to be the end of the world because people are going to perceive it as like this is who he is and he's just being true to himself and if I'm being true to me then they're going to receive that truth and not be afraid of it you know so. I'm not really afraid. I'm not, I don't think I'm afraid of change at all. I, in fact, I, I actually um, embrace it. I really do. Um, I don't like pigeonholing myself into anything. I like to allow, I like allowing myself to be dynamic and to grow. And, and, and so like, like, for example, when I, when I got into, you know, acting and then filmmaking, that was a, if you think about it, it could be, it could be seen as departure of what I normally do. And it could, if you, if you allow it, it could confuse your audience, but but because I'm just doing what feels right to me, then people perceive that as me just doing what feels right to me. And then there's no, there's no, like I said, there's no disconnect. So, you know, if I, if I decide tomorrow to change music style, to put out a, like a full on jazz album, I don't think anyone's going to bat an eye. There's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, just Steven. <laughs> just, just, just doing his thing. He's just doing his thing. He's just doing it and he's doing it. Um, and then, yeah, I, honestly, having that mentality behind me of knowing that I can do what feels what I want to do without worrying about anything, kind of give it's just, it gives you power because you can really just allow yourself to play and have fun. And I think that's something we forget to do as you become adults. As kids, we're always playing. We're always creating different scenarios in our minds and we do all these things. And as we become adults, people tell us, like, no, you have to be rigid and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if you allow yourself to kind of go back to that innocent part of yourself that loves to have fun and experiment, then you kind of realize that life is more interesting when you're not afraid to try new things, because isn't that what the point of life is to explore? Big time. And I think that even if people buy into the idea and really wholeheartedly believe that, yes, that is the purpose of life. I do want to play. I do need to explore more. There is that fear that is 
closely accompanied to change that a lot of people feel big changes, small changes that really help. Uh, well, they don't help. They really keep people stuck. And yeah. I love that you're saying, you know, I just, I just do it. And, and people will accept it because that's kind of just who I am. And, and that's become part of my brand in a sense, but yeah. are you, it's clear that you embrace change and you're not overthinking it, but do you ever consider, is this something that, you know, do I need to be mindful in how I'm communicating this with my audience? Or do you just really feel like they're going to like it if they like it? And they, if they don't, they don't. I mean, I don't have to be like, obviously I want to, like, I, I want to say what I feel needs to be said, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I, and as long as I'm holding my values of, of my own values accountable to myself, then I'm my own filter because I'm, I want to uphold a certain value for me. That's just for me. Right. So before whatever comes out of my mouth, I'm already saying like, Steven, like you are, you want to embody something. You want to be something, be that thing. And then what comes to my mouth is a, is a response of that. So I don't have, I don't feel like I need to be mindful of what I say because I'm not trying to say anything that is going to be harmful or anything of that nature. I'm just being my authentic self and my authentic self just wants to do things to, to do things for the right reasons, at least what I think are the right reasons. And if, and if I do something and I get called out being told like, Hey, see, you did this, but it's, you know, maybe it's not the right way to have done it. I'm not above listening to the criticism, criticism and saying, okay, what, was there something wrong? Do I need to change that? Then I, I'm, I'm always ready to listen to people's opinions and thoughts. Right. But then I, it's up to me to decide do I want to take them or not. You know, for example, if, I, if I'm working on a song and someone tells me like, hey, man, that's a great song. But if I were you, I would change that sound for this sound. It's up to me to go like, yeah, sure, you're right. Or nah, I like it the way it is. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, um, I don't feel that I need to, I guess, censor myself because I'm very much aware if you will, of myself. Yeah. And that makes total sense, but I'm less in the context of censoring and more through the lens of the fact that you have a community um, of, of listeners, of viewers, of subscribers who have bought into this current version of you. And so as you evolve, do you find it helpful or necessary at all to communicate with them that things are changing, not from um, you know, needing to worry about their feelings necessarily, but from a brand trust perspective, you know, do you think it's helpful to kind of let them know this, this is changing and here's why, and here's why I think you should, you know, stick along for the ride. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, it's funny because I think Instagram has played such an important role in, in my vehicle of expression that I don't, when I'm changing something or evolving, I think everyone already knows. Mm, <laughs> because that's fair. Because of the stories that I, that I do, right? I'm always just sharing. Like, I'm working on this. I'm working on that. That is that, that. So it's like, it's nothing will ever feel like a bam. Like, just throwing this at you and deal with it. It's always kind of like, you know that I'm growing. Because I want, I want my experience with the world to not feel like, you know, like, you know, in the past, our, uh, celebrities, I mean, I'm not calling myself a celebrity, but, but like, in the past, celebrities. You kind of are. I guess so, but. You know, but in the past, celebrities would, they would, they would come out, do a movie or put out an album, and then they spend like, you know, a few months pushing it, and then they'll vanish. And then they'll come out again. And it was always like a shock, like, bam, they're back, and then they're good, and they're gone, and they're back. 
but like because of social media i feel like the 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 the, the experience is a little bit more analog where like it's continuous in a sense and you can choose to, to either you can still choose to come in and go or you can just continue or you can just keep your story constantly moving and that's what i love to do like i've always been the kind of person that wants to share himself in some way or shape or form with the world and and social media you know especially instagram has really allowed me to do that so i feel like everything that i am is very analog to the world and they're they're getting everything in, almost in real time so if i was to announce tomorrow that i'm going to go into i don't know nude modeling i feel like they'd be like yeah <laughs> they're like yeah we like, had 10 yeah. bucks on that bet <laughs> we, we totally saw that coming <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's fun you know i think that's fun because it's like it's like i said it's like we i get to have fun and i get to bring people along the ride and it's not like a it's not like a a ride where like they, they come with me and then I get the, and I push them out of the car when I don't need them anymore. It's more like, no, they're along the ride with me the whole time. And I, you know, I talk often about how I think authenticity is just overused as a term. It's a buzzword right now, but it is, it's never been more important. And so the reality is um, it's not something that you can fake. It's not something that you can flip the switch part-time. It's something that you have to wholeheartedly commit to and i think you raise a really good point is that if you let people in and they're following the true version of you there is no changes that's going to shock them because they will have been on that journey with you yeah exactly so for those who are kind of operating on autopilot who may not be as comfortable or see the play or the positivity in constant change what advice would you have for them for making some major changes either professionally or personally i think it's the the only advice you can ever give anyone is to just you have to just take a chance and jump in like you can't you can't teach someone something that they have to learn from experience mm. you know and it's something that you you in time will get comfortable with the more you do it it's like anything it's like riding a bike right like the first time you try to ride a bike you're like whoa and then eventually you just get you get you get, you get good at it because you keep doing it it's, it's, you know or you know the same thing as doing pushing weights at first it's heavy and your body adapts it's the same thing as your mind your mind adapts to the situations you put it in so if you want to try something but you're afraid there's nothing anyone can say there's no miracle pill or whatever you can take that'll make you suddenly become ready like no you you jump in that you right. jump in, you take it, you take a chance and you, and, and, and then that's it. And the, but the more you keep at it, the more you'll get better at it. And for me, you know, I was lucky that my sharing was, came from a, a personal place where I needed to share to save myself. Mm. So I didn't miss, I didn't feel the, you know, the jump in, like I didn't feel myself needing to jump in because I just, I needed to jump in. Um, but for some people that are very much aware of what they want to do, and are, and are standing at the ledge afraid that if they jump, they won't float or they won't fly or they'll fall and they'll plummet, that you just have to jump. Um, and, 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 and the rest will, will like the more, and at the end of the day, the, the more, like I said, you, you keep at it, the, the better you, you'll get. Right. So what's that next jump for you? What's the next dream you're chasing, the next chance you have to take? Well, you know what? Like, it's, it's funny. I actually announced this on my Instagram a few days, or was it yesterday or two days ago? I don't remember. Uh, but... I announced where, you know, I've done the whole, and I was actually going to do a whole, like an album for like the last two years. I've been, I've been working on music and I was going to release an album 
uh, with all you know with the best of the songs and that was what I was, gonna, what I was gonna do but then I was I've been thinking like yeah I've done the whole album thing I've done it four times and I want to do something different like I want I want every single song that I do to feel like its own story like its own self-contained story and I feel like with where we are in the digital world you can kind of experiment with the way you release rather than releasing an album in one shot and having everyone consume it and then move on from it I want people to take in one song at a time so what I'm doing right now is I'm releasing single after single, one after like, you know, one per month is my goal right now, or one to two a month, so that when every single song has its own time to marinate in your mind, so that it really resonates that what I'm trying to tell, the story I'm trying to tell in that song is really sticking with you. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm doing an experiment of releasing a, a quote unquote album over the course of time, as opposed to releasing an album in one shot. Um, that's awesome. Kind of doing, yeah, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm doing like the reverse of what, TV shows are doing. TV shows went from doing the one project over time to like just dropping them on you in one shot on Netflix. I'm doing the opposite. I'm doing the, the instead of giving to you all in one shot, I'm doing the reverse of spreading it out over time. And that way I get to, that way the, the music is also, it's, you get the music as I'm making it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's not me having recorded, you know, songs over months and then dropping them on you. It's more like, no, I'm working on the songs continuously. And by the time you get them, it's kind of like fresh off the press. I think there's something fun about that, you know, because you you sense the evolution of the music as time goes on. I really like that. And I like that you're just kind of beating to the tune of your own drum as you do. So what? TV is going the other direction. And I think there's a real lesson there in disrupting the status quo is that people follow suit because they see it working for other industries or for other people. And it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. You know, you mentioned earlier that even if I told you guys my recipe for success, it wouldn't necessarily apply because you've had a totally different journey. I think this is the same, right? Is you don't know if it's going to work. So you you don't know if you don't try. And the fact that you're giving it a go, I mean, good on you. Thank you. Yeah. So we talked about the importance of play and really getting back to that almost childlike sense of curiosity and wonderment. And so if you're up for it, I kind of would like to play a game right now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got a few would you rather questions. Okay. All right. So would you rather have to listen to Michael Jackson's Billie Jean or Dirty Diana on repeat for the rest of your life? Oh, Dirty Diana. Dirty Hands down. Diana. Didn't you have to think? <laughs> I didn't have to think about that one at all. They're both good songs, but Dirty Diana is something about that. It's edgy. It's so edgy. It's so it edgy. is edgy. It's, it's going to be a great song as you go into your nude modeling career. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather be cast as a character in the 1989 Batman movie or the 1997's Batman and Robin? Oh, 89. That's not even a question. <laughs> it's not even a question. We, we did not talk about the Batman and Robin movie. I'm sorry, George Clooney. I'm sorry, but what the hell, man? Didn't George Clooney, he did, he apologized for that movie. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. (laughs) Just taking ownership for his decision. (laughs) So bad. So bad. Okay. Those two may have been easy, but we're getting getting to the juicy stuff here. Yeah. Would you rather be trapped in a large room with 10,000 spiders or a small room with one massive tarantula? Oh... Okay, I'll, I'll take my chances with the one tarantula. I'll take my chances. <laughs> At least I'll know where it is. 
I mean, I'll know where it is. <laughs> Just run nope. between its giant legs. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. I'd rather deal with one than the many. No, no, thank you. No, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for indulging me there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a wrap. How can people connect with you and stay in touch and up to date on all the awesome things you're creating? Uh, well, if you want to, honestly, just follow me on Instagram. That's it. That's it. Everything else kind of follows suit. So Instagram, Stephen Voice, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-V-O-Y-C-E. And that's it. Awesome. And I do believe we can also subscribe. We can follow you on iTunes. I know that this is going to be available everywhere on Instagram, but his music is really, really good, you guys. Like you would be doing Aww. yourself a huge disservice if you didn't. After you listen to this podcast, go on over to Apple Music, find him, and just you're doing yourself a favor. No, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Much. You've been such a great guest. Thank you for spending time with me today. I appreciate having you on. Well, thank you. I'm actually sad it's over. It was a blast. So yeah, <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.